It is truly a great day. We're so glad for everyone who's been, who decided to come in today. Um, and you may have gotten a little wet on the way in, but that's all right. You're here and God wants to, to meet you. I love that song. What a powerful name it is. And sometimes we forget that there is power in the name of Jesus to help us to deal with anything that we might face um, in our lives. We're in uh, just exciting times, as, as John already said. Um, we will be having our worship night tonight at 6. Um, we would love to, for you to come back, and we're just going to come and have an extended uh, time where it's just us and God, just singing uh, praise and worship to the Lord. It's gonna, we're not going to be here all night, but it's going to be um, just a wonderful time to, to trust God to move mighty uh, in our lives. And then just be reminded also, as has already been said, we'll be having child dedications on December 30th uh, right here. So if you um, have a child that's not been dedicated, you desire for the child to be dedicated, we'll give you information on how to sign up for that. How many of you ready to receive the word of God today? It's good. We're in the middle of a series called God With Us, and what I've been trying to do um, is to just bring some practical application to this season, because for this season, it means I, I, it, there are different things that each one of us deal with in this season, um, and it's supposed to be a time of joy for many of us, but I've just learned through dealing with people and being around people for extended periods of time that each of us interpret uh, this season differently. God with us. Um, we're told that Jesus will be called Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. And what a joy it is to know that God would leave his throne on heaven in the form of Jesus and come and dwell among men on this earth and change our lives forever when we receive him as Savior. That, that in itself is a blessing, but um, also knowing that in the midst of a season that we should be receiving with joy and with peace and with happiness, I also know that everybody's year went differently. Um, you know, I don't have to come out and do, take a survey to ask, you know, the experiences that people may have had over the year. There have been probably uh, some pains and some hurts and uh, some other things that people have, have had happen in their lives, but uh, for most of us, or for many people, it, what's called the most wonderful time of the year is not so wonderful. How many would, you, would agree with that? That'd be honest, that it's just, you know, I know it's supposed to be a certain way this time of year, but it's just not been a wonderful year for me. And right, honestly, I know how to church talk, church talk, but it's not been a wonderful time of year uh, for me. And so many things can overshadow this season in our life, and you could identify with some of these. Some of us have a painful past or um, our own insecurities uh, overshadowing the joy that we're supposed to be feeling at Christmas, um, and you're sitting there and saying, well, what if this year could look different? What if this season of, of life could look different for me? And the thing that I thought that many people may be dealing with and what I felt may be dealing with in their heart today um, that happens that steal our joy in this season is called offense. It's offense. And that word in the original language offense simply means be being made to stumble. So something happens in our lives, be it caused from the outside or caused from the inside, and it trips us up and it makes us stumble. We end up becoming angry, mad, uh, unforgiving. You ever felt like that? Uh, it's quiet in here, but that's all right. Some of us will be honest and say that there's things that have happened in our lives that have caused us to become angry, unforgiving, and ultimately cause us to stumble. 
Um, I've heard it said that when we walk in unforgiveness and when we walk in offense, it's like, it's like setting ourselves on fire and expecting another person to, to be upset or be hurt. So we don't want to walk in offense or forgiveness. And I want to give us some principles today in this time of season that would help us to move from that. Some people are easily offended. Um, you might be easily offended. Um, I would say there was a period of my life that I was easily offended and probably too long. If, you, if I felt like you were criticizing me or if I felt like something was going on and I would just shut down and say, yeah, I don't deal with you. I don't want to deal with you anymore because you said something that I didn't like. But the reality is, is that every day we're presented with opportunities to be offended and, and even more so in a time, in a season in our life that's supposed to be joyous. How many of you know the enemy actually wants to steal your joy? We don't talk about the enemy a lot um, in church anymore, but the reality is that we have a spiritual enemy. Say amen. We have a spiritual enemy, and he desires to steal your peace. He desires to steal your hope. He desires to steal your joy. He desires to, to, to halt the progress that God is making in your life. And so we want to live free from that stumbling block of offense today. Some of those things are insignificant. We get offended driving if the person in front of us is too slow. <laughs> you know you do. Some of us, we get offended um, when... Somebody, we let, you, you ever been driving, you let somebody in, and then you're waiting for them to do the little courtesy wave, that, 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 that thing back, <laughs> and, and they don't do it. So you sit there and you're like, well, you could at least say thank you. They can't hear you. The window's up. They can't hear you. But inside, you're like, well, that's the last time I do it. And then somebody cuts you off right after that. And so now you're really upset. Insignificant things. What about when you hold the door for somebody and they just walk by like you were supposed to do it? You ever been there trying to, as the guys, you're trying to be polite. I'm going to hold the door, and then if somebody just walks by. You could have at least said, thank you, under your breath. So you won't say it loud, but you say it under your breath. You could have at least said, thank you. It's okay to laugh in church. The Bible says laughter is like medicine. You know, it does good for us. What about when you're in a conversation with somebody? Like you're trying to have this deep conversation with somebody. And they're scrolling on their phone and they're texting like you're not even talking to them. Don't, you, you know you don't want to say, put the phone down. But on the inside, you're like, am I not standing right in front of you? Oh, I heard you. Okay, repeat what I said. Uh, offense. Offense. Could be more serious as it gets more serious when we start scrolling our Facebook and our Instagram and, and things like that. Y'all on that? Any of y'all? Those things? Okay, so we start scrolling our Facebook and our Instagram and we realize, hey, there was a party, but I wasn't invited. Resentment. Anger. Offense. What about when you, you finally decide, I'm going to jump on Twitter, I'm going to get on this thing, but then nobody follows you? Man, I've been on Twitter for two years and I got four followers. Some of us just needed to laugh this morning. Yeah, but that's not any of you. I'm talking to your friends. That, that, that's not any of you. What about when you posted this really deep thing on your... How many of you are on social media? A little bit. How many of you wish you weren't? Anyway. <laughs> uh, so you're on social media and you're like, man, this thing is, is going to be good. And it got one like and no comments. And the like was you. <laughs> Offense. It creeps. It creeps in. 
What about when you really need to talk to one of your friends and you really need to just interact a little bit, so you shoot them a text? They don't respond. What about when you shoot them a Facebook message and the little face comes up that you know they read it, but they don't respond? And then they tell you, see, you're all right until they tell you, oh, I didn't even see it. And inside you're like, mm-hmm. Offense. See, these are, how, these are funny things, but that's how it starts with things like that. What about offense during the holidays when you go somewhere and you're getting ready to have a holiday meal together and you have that one relative that didn't bring anything? And you're like, it's okay. You didn't bring, but inside you're like, man, you could have brought a Tupperware bowl of paper plates, a napkin or something. You don't know what they're, but see, it's things like that, the little things. They become big things, but there's things that are a little bit more serious than the funny things I just mentioned. What about when we get offended because we were betrayed? You ever been betrayed? What about when we get offended because as much as we love someone and poured into someone, they lied to us and they broke our trust? What about when we gave all that we could to someone and then when, when it was our time of need, you couldn't find them? Offense. What about when you encouraged and encouraged and you always picked up the phone, you always called, you always prayed, but when it's time for somebody to pray for you, you're looking around and you can't find anybody to help you. And, and you're like, look, I don't even want anything from you. I just want you to tell me I can go on another day. And even that person is not there. And you've got to be like David who encouraged himself when there was, uh, wasn't others who could do it. You. I know this is a little bit heavy and a little bit serious today, but I'm really, I'm setting the stage for today and tonight because I want us to come in and just be free in our worship. But there's some things in order to be free that we got to let go of today. Say let go. As, as much as you've been through, as much as you've been hurt, as much as people have lied to you, there comes a point in your life where you got to just let it go so that you can move on. Because the offense, the bitterness, the anger, it's, you can be mad at someone who doesn't even care about what they did to you. You realize that? And so you can waste life, and you can waste time, and you can waste energy sitting there saying, I'm going to be mad until they apologize. I'm going to be upset until they get this thing right. And they've gone on with their life not worried about you. So who's the unforgiveness hurting? Who's the unforgiveness hurting? It's hurting me. That's why I've got to say, look, I know what you did, but there's too much in front of me. There's too much purpose. There's too much upon my life to be hindered by what's happening right now. Say, I'm moving on. And see, during this holiday season, what will happen is if you're not careful, you'll miss the gift because you don't like how it's packaged. I'll say that again. You'll miss the gifts that God is trying to bring into your life because it's not wrapped with the wrapping paper that you like. And so sometimes God will bring you something. He'll bring you encouragement because it's a little rough around the edges. You don't like it. And you don't want to receive it. And so what happens is I end up opening the gifts that God gives me with a closed heart. So I get it, but I can't even receive what it is intended to do. You came in here for a purpose. But if you're sitting here and your heart and your mind are blocked by the hurts that you've been through, you won't receive what God is trying to tell you today. You know what you'll say? I've heard it all before. You'll smile. You'll say amen, pastor. 
But then you'll be like, I've heard it all before. And God wants us to remove the offense in our lives. We want to be able to celebrate the love of Christ without hating those we're celebrating it with. Hmm. You ever had to be around someone, but y'all didn't actually have a real connection? You ever had to be around someone and, and, and you, you can, you can uh, do holiday dinners together, you can do get-togethers, but on the inside there is resentment because of something that happened in the past. Something that was said to us years ago, done to us years ago, and so we hang around them, but on the inside we're like, I wish you'd fall off a cliff somewhere. That's real. For those of you, who know, I, don't, I don't know any other way than to be real with this microphone. Because not being real doesn't help anybody. But when you realize, look, yeah, um, I've got to get past this thing that's going on on the inside of me so I can get to the place that God designed and created for me to go. See, it's no longer about what you did to me, but it's about the purpose that he has on my life. And if you woke up this morning, if you got breath in your body, God still gave you purpose. He still has a plan for your life. No matter what test, what struggle, what trial, what lack you have in your life, God has you here on this earth for a reason. Somebody say amen. And so here's the thing. We want to be able to enjoy God's grace and to be ex- and extend God's grace to those who need it. I was sharing this, and I'll share it with you. The, 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 the reason many of us don't appreciate the grace and the mercy of God, we don't appreciate what Christ actually came to give us in this season is because we've act, never actually had a need for it ourselves. But when we're reminded of the fact that there was a time in my life that I needed the grace and the mercy of God, I needed the forgiveness of God, I needed the love of God in my life, then I'm able to extend the same forgiveness, the same mercy, the same grace, the same love to others. Now, here's the problem. Whenever you hear somebody say that, it does not mean go out and be ignorant. Quiet in here today. But it it doesn't mean that we we go out and we're foolish and we just open up every part of our lives to everybody and let people take advantage of us. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there comes a point that the hurts that you have experienced, the things that you've dealt with in your life, the struggles that you've had in your life can no longer be the thing that just keeps you stuck where you are. I have to ask myself, at at what point is this bitterness inside my heart? I don't know why I feel this so strong today. But at what point is the bitterness in my heart costing me too much? Here's what happens when we are offended. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so here's the thing. Your life is too short. And your calling is too big to leave offended, to live offended. Your life is too short. At the end of the day, your your, your calling, what God has designed and created you to do as an individual in this earth, it's too important for you to live in constant bitterness, offense, and unforgiveness. How many of you have been hurt? Honest. How many of you had people close to you? I've got to ask it like this. People close to you lie to you and betray you. How many times, this is important because we have to do self-examination times. How many times did you know somebody was lying to you and you couldn't say anything about it? You just had to sit there and, and kind of swallow it. But what happens is, is if you don't let it go, it just spoils you from the inside out. 
And I know that it's challenging and it's difficult for, for us to hear a word like this because we always want to feel like we're all right. But there's some things at times that have been done to us that they're hurtful, they stung, and if we're not careful, I said this last week, we'll treat everyone who comes into our future like the people treated us in our past. And so what happens is, is you begin to, I begin to look at you, but I don't treat you as you. I treat you like the person who lied to me. And so I end up putting a wall up and blocking the blessing that you're supposed to bring into my life because I'm focused on my past. Say, let it go. Your calling is too big to live offended. Write this down. Small people hold big grudges. I would ask that, but I don't want to embarrass anybody. But there's people, you're not one of them, but there are people that you might know that they hold grudges a long time. And it could be over the smallest thing. You took the last piece of cornbread at Thanksgiving last year, and I wanted it. And it could be a more serious thing. One of the most common ways that people are offended, watch this, is they're offended when they hear from someone else what they should have heard from you. Think about that for a minute. Someone had an issue with you. They had a challenge with you. They were upset with you, but, but they didn't tell you. They told somebody else, and you heard it that way, and you said, okay, I'm not trusting anybody anymore. But God doesn't want us to live holding grudges. Proverbs 19.11 says this, a person's wisdom yields patience, and it is to one's glory to overlook an offense, which means it's to my glory, it's to my advantage to overlook the things that somebody does that would make me stumble. Say, I'm, I'm too important to God. You've got to believe this because you can be so beat up by the enemy and you can be attacked so much in your life that you begin to lose a sense of worth and the sense of value that God has placed on your life. But you've got to remember that you are important enough to God for him to send Jesus to live a sinless life, to, to, to be lied on, betrayed, and hang on a cross just because he wanted a relationship with you. How many of you know that makes you important? It makes you important. Rene Descartes said something very interesting. He said, when someone has offended me, I try to raise my soul so high that the offense cannot reach it. Don't you know that it is possible to have such a, a close personal relationship with God that you, you're walking in such fellowship and communion with him that when the enemy uses people to throw darts at you, you can't even feel them. It's possible to get to that place, but you've got to be able to love and have mercy and extend grace without expectation of it being returned. See, that's the hard part about this life called the Christian life. This walk with the Lord is the fact that I've got to be so free and so confident in my relationship with God that I can love you even if you don't love me. Freedom from offense. And so what should we do? We need to begin to overlook an offense. Now, now overlooking the offense is not the same thing as pretending that it didn't happen. Because how many of you know we've been through some real things in our life? We've been through some real tests, some real challenges, some real struggles, some real hurts. So, so pretending that they did not happen is not the same thing as overlooking it. 
Overlooking it is like, you know what? I know what you did. I know what was done to me, but I'm still not going to hold you responsible for it. Why? Not because what you did, not because I'm so strong, not because I'm a perfect person, but because God has me on this journey and me holding on to this is actually slowing me down from getting to my purpose. So what God wants to do in our life is so important. And I need you to understand this. Your purpose in God is so individualized. He cares about you so much that if you hold on to bitterness, anger, offense, then you will be hindered from moving to the place that he has you to be. There's some things that you're praying for, some things that you're believing God for and trusting him to do in your life right now. And all he's saying to you is, look, I'll move in your life. I just need you to do that one thing that's so hard. I need you to let go of what that person did to you. It doesn't mean you have to call them on the phone and talk to them every day. It doesn't mean that you have to go to them and wrap your arms around them, but it does mean that you have to release them from the emotional obligation to fix it. How many of you still with me? I'll be doing this a few minutes. I know this is, this is, type of, this is the type of message that's more introspective. You've got to look in yourself as, as you're listening to it. But we've got to be able to say, with God's help, I'm getting over this. We're not, with God's help, I'm getting past this. Ephesians 4.2 says this, always be humble and be gentle and be patient with each other. Watch this. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. How many of you be honest and say, I have some faults? I have some things that I don't always get right. I don't always say it right. I don't always do it right. I don't always... Uh, get it right. And the problem is, is, as has been said, we judge ourselves by our intentions and others by their actions. And so we have to make allowances that sometimes the people in our life are not always going to get it right. It makes it easy to forgive. Now, I'm not talking about people intentionally stepping on you and hurting you and deliberately trying to do you damage. you got to forgive that too. But here I'm talking about the fact that you as my brother, uh, you as my sister, realize that pastor is not always going to get it right. He's not always going to say it right, but you've got to look past the words and see my heart. And when I'm interacting with you, and even in our relationships, people, all of us have relationships on different levels, friendships, husbands, wife, girlfriend, whatever that relationship is, you sometimes have to look past what they're doing and say, wait a minute, they, they, they said this, but I know their heart. They did this, but I, I, I know their heart. We must decide to have compassion instead of being controlled by offense. How many of you, if, if God came to you today and said, all I need you to do is one thing, and I'll thrust you past every struggle that you're having right now? Most of us would say, I'd do it, right? Unless it was that one thing you didn't want to do. And we all have it. Every single one of us has that thing. God, God I'll do whatever you want. Lord, I'm praying, move in my life, give me a breakthrough, give me a miracle. I'll do whatever you want me to do except this. You've been there? I must decide whether I'm going to rehearse or release. Think about it. Because many of us, especially during this season, we go out, we shop. We hang around family and friends. 
And even as we're shopping, we're rehearsing. They never get me anything, but here I am getting them something else. <laughs> they never show up to anything I invite them to, but here I am showing up at their place, their event again. But what if we said today is going to be the day that I release? I release my offense so that I can be filled with everything that God has for me. Colossians 3.13 says this, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive some people who offend you. Did I, did I read that wrong? Okay. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Why? Here's the basis. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Now, here's the principle. Forgiving doesn't excuse what they did. Forgiving frees you. Stand to your feet. You're comfortable. Stand up. I'm not going to ask anybody to come up. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is such an important time. Many of us will be coming back, even tonight, to worship the Lord. And I felt led today to preach this, this morning, because so many of us, we're, we're, we have, it's almost like this, if I was to describe it, there's a knot tied in our heart. A knot is tied in our hearts. And there's so much that God wants to release into your life today. And you've been, the enemy has had you focusing on what you perceive the big things may need to be that you need to do. God, I've got to get this together. I've got to get that together. I've got to figure this out. But really what he's been speaking to you quietly in that still small voice is there's just some people that I need you to release and let go. I know they did it. I know they hurt you. I know they caused pain. I don't know why they cheated on you. I don't know why they were unfaithful to you. I don't know why they lied to you. I don't know why, why you had to uh, discover the text messages or the phone calls that you didn't know about. I don't understand that. But what I can tell you is it wasn't a reflection of your character. It was a reflection of theirs. What I can tell you is as hard as it is, this is this day, December 9th at 1058, God is calling you to release them. I don't know why your father did that. I don't know why your mother treated you that way. But I do know that today is your day of release if you'll receive it. And so just spend a few seconds, a few minutes with the Lord, just you and God. We're here. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, God is going to do some breaking through in your life. But to break through in your life, he first has to break through in your heart. I don't know why you were left to handle things by yourself when you should have had help. I don't understand. that. I, as a pastor, can't justify why your parents may have treated you that way. Why, when you needed them that they were, they were nowhere to be found. I don't know. I don't understand that. But I do know that you have God, a God who is present. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. I don't know why people said it to you. I don't know why they gossiped about you. I don't know why they talked about you. But I know that God loves you and that God appreciates you. 
and that God created you and designed you for a purpose. And many of you have been seeking that purpose. You're saying, Lord, show it to me. Show, show me why I'm here. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Show me the significant things that you have me to accomplish in this life. Jesus said this before he left. He said, uh, look at the works that I do, but greater works shall you do because I'm going to my Father. So God has great things for everyone assembled in this place to do. But I'm going to challenge you today. You're going to have to get over you. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but you're going to have to get over what they did to you. And I don't mean to be insensitive, but I just feel the, such the presence of God today to tell you that you have to let it go. I don't know what it is for you, but you have to let it go. And it's in the name of Jesus. It's the name, the powerful name of Jesus that allows you to do that. It's only because of the name of Jesus, the relationship with him, that allows you to do that. How many of you would say, with eyes, eyes closed, heads still bowed, how many of you would say, I've been walking with offense? It's okay to be honest. I've been walking with offense. I've got some unforgiveness in my heart because I've been, I've been hurt. I've been... This is a safe place. No one's going to make you come up or anything. I just want to know who to pray for. Amen. I feel so impressed in my spirit to just tell you this. It wasn't your fault. I don't know who that's for, but you need to understand. I know it hurt, but it was not your fault. Stop blaming yourself. If I would have just did this, if I would have just said this, if I would have just been this way, it wouldn't have turned out like this. The Lord wants you to know that it was not you. It was not your fault. And Lord, I pray right now for everyone in this room today, the wounds of their past would be healed the floodgates of your blessing would begin to flow in their life in a fresh way. Those who felt like year after year, day after day, I've had to be something in order to make them happy. I've had to, to, yes, Lord, I'll listen to you. I've had to, I'm drained, I'm tired trying to please them, make them happy. And still they don't appreciate anything. Just, I'm just so bitter. I want them to love me, but at times I don't even want them to live with me. Lord is releasing you today if you'll receive it. There's nothing spooky in this place. I'm just telling you that if you'll release it, God will do it in your life. And, and so... As we spend these last few minutes together, got some prayer team members up here. If you desire, no one will force you, but if you desire for someone to just agree with you in prayer, um, they're here for that. They'll be here for a few minutes. Just come up, and you don't have to tell them anything. Just tell them, I need you to pray. Father, I declare release over everybody in here. Open.
that every blessing that's been held up by unforgiveness, let it it be released today. The name of Jesus. Every person that thought their identity was tied up in a man, tied up in a woman, it's released today. I declare that everyone in here will be able to relate to the people in their present without being tied to their past. I speak that. Declare that God had to remove them. He had to remove them so he could make you who he wanted you to be. I know it hurt, but he had to remove them. It was not your fault. And Lord, I pray that you bring people into their life that love them for them. I pray that the stony hearts would be broken and that you'd give them hearts of flesh. Those right now who are hard with people, who are so stubborn and prideful that they don't know how to love back, I pray that the stony heart be broken in the name of Jesus so that they can truly see and appreciate the gifts and the talents and the love of the people in their lives. If you come in here and you've never made Jesus Lord and Savior, Again, no one will embarrass you or you need to recommit your life to the Lord. Just slip your hand up. I just want to know to, to pray for you. That's it. That's all we're going to do is just lift you up in prayer. You just say, I need to recommit my life to God. I, I love him, but I've kind of been a little far from him. and I just want to recommit. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we set our faith in agreement with everyone who's raised their hand here today. And we declare that they're ready. They're ready to receive everything that you have for them. They're ready to trust and obey. Give them people who will wrap their arms of love around them and encourage them and let them know that they can make it another day, that they can do it, and that they can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. I speak favor, open doors over the life of everybody in here. I speak that they will be able to trust again. That everything that was stolen by the enemy be restored beginning today. It's in the strong name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Austin's going to just sing a little bit for about two or three minutes and he's going to close you out in prayer. And I'd just have a, love to have an opportunity to greet you before you leave after that. But just spend these next two or three minutes with God reflecting. If you need prayer, our team is up, and we're going to wrap up for today. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it let it rain open the floodgates of heaven let it rain let it rain open the floodgates of heaven
Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Keep singing it. Let it rain. Let it rain our lives, God. Let it rain. In our hearts, open the floodgates of heaven. In our families, let it rain. In our city, Lord, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Lord, we thank you for opening up what you've opened up in our hearts today. Lord, I thank you for every root of bitterness that you've removed from us. I thank you for the life change that we have from today. We pray that it would impact us, not just right now, but as we move into our week. Lord, that we would remember what you've spoken to us today. We would continue to seek your face. We thank you for everything you've done. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you all so much for coming. We'll see you next week. And tonight for the worship night.